Let's get the elephant out of the room that I guess I shouldn't be surprised that there is a mullet USA competition. Yeah. Uh, and actually pretty cool. The kid that won for the child division, AJ McCall on VFX is from Arkansas. He's in middle school. He won first place and then he donated all of his winnings to the children in the foster care system. Aww. His name's Alan Baltz is his name. So really cool of that. But then I thought, okay, as much as I don't want to entertain this, mm-hmm. since I had to get one for charity, let me, let, I'll, I'll go take a gander, right? Because everyone said, no, AJ, you're kind of rocking this. Despite my protest, despite not wanting to even acknowledge it, and I'm uh, no, I'm not even close. I'll acknowledge they are, there are some really good mullets. If you just Google USA Mullet Competition, USA Mullet Championship 2021, there really are. There are some very nice mullets. You guys, you guys killed it. It's very detailed and long, long hours put into these mullets. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, heck, even the kid, Alan, the, the kid from Arkansas, uh, says that he has been putting time into his mullet. He's been growing it since the pandemic started. You're talking about like Dang. plus 18 months-ish. Well, I'm sure he was like, why not? Because he doesn't have to go to school, get picked on by the kids at school for growing a mullet in those awkward middle stages. Way to go, guys. He won. He's the best. Way to go. Just, Wow. Yeah. I, I just say Preston, I'm looking at you. I don't know if you knew this was a thing, but now we know it's a thing. If there's somebody, I, I wouldn't be surprised if there's somebody in Preston who is actually doing the mullet growing competition. I'm not saying this as any, any sort of shade at all. Like once upon a time, AJ got a mullet. He did it for charity. I did. And he ended up getting a mullet for charity. For and I, it is documented. I told AJ it looked good. It was a good style. Like I appreciate a good mullet genuinely I'm, I'm not over here throwing any sort of shade at all so when i say that i, I promise yeah so i i i don't like mullets right however i was just real recognized real so preston i know i know how it works for you mm-hmm. i'm just saying there's a usa competition so i expect some representation if there wasn't any already that's all i'm saying yeah because like please if you're gonna do something do it to be the best or at least colorfully. So Correct. Good luck, Preston. Yeah. Shout out a little bit as well to Tremont. Yeah. Just come on. Let's go, Tremont. And let's recognize what who we're talking to here. Maybe Park Valley a little bit more. Ma- maybe a little bit. Yeah. Maybe a little bit. Yeah. I mean, you know, you, 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 you've seen them bunched up. I'm just pointing out the I grew where- up in Tremont. Like, this, there's been plenty of mullets have been seen by these eyeballs. Yeah. Yeah. McCall knows what you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, speaking of seen by these eyeballs... We got into this discussion yesterday, and I think it's time to finally decide whether or not we're going to take corn mazes seriously. Because, like, the idea is that you're going to be... Lost. Yeah, right? Like, there's a, there's a little bit of panic, maybe a little bit of adrenaline in it. Mm-hmm. And I I think I have, a, I have a finger on the pulse of why that's not the case anymore. Mm-hmm. And it's not good for us, guys. It's really not. No. The discussion is corn mazes because we need to sort out once and for all. Are we going to do like three different versions of it? Is that not the case? Because I think yesterday we kind of had a discussion on the after show or going into it at least. AJ McCall VFX that, well, they might be trending downward temporarily, momentarily. For for a minute. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the reason why is they want anybody to actually get lost. Yeah. I... 
I am one who likes corn mazes. I love corn mazes. Yeah. Let's let's say I love corn mazes. And then I get in them and I'm like, oh, no, I hate this. No, I really, I don't like this. I am not a fan of this. And then I get out and I'm like, oh, yeah, that wasn't so bad. Yeah, well, the, like the idea is to just, just a little bit, just yeah. a little bit of yeah. adrenaline and panic that you get lost. And ideally, I don't feel like, like they should be able to sort their way through it. But that's the reason why I think three kinds. So there's the kid one where nobody should ever get lost. The adult one where people should kind of get lost, but not like not forever. And then there's the scary ones, which I'm, I'm not going to mess with that. I'm not going to get down with that. Mm-mm. I wanted to Google just to see like how many people get lost in cornfields each year. And Google's not having it. But it did say that there's 4,300 <sighs> premature deaths each year due to environmental damage brought out by corn production. So there's that. Oh, here's the thing. Okay. I don't understand... I remember there was a story once upon a time, and I feel like there's one that comes up at least once a year of people who get lost in corn mazes. And then they're like, oh, I got to call 911. I'm stuck in a corn maze. Wander one direction. I mean, literally, like you're not supposed to go through the corn. I understand. But if you're stuck for 14 hours in a dang corn maze, walk through the rows. Like, I don't think they have spiky points that you're just going to walk and be like, ah, I got stabbed. No, they're not going to. This is not Saw. This is the real world. Okay? So, so uh, I, one of the most pop one, people who also asks related to the search, uh, do people actually get lost in cornfields? It says people get temporarily lost all the time. One farm in Massachusetts, though, actually did lose visitors. Like they died? They just disappeared, apparently. Oh, that's weird. No, I don't like that. Children of the corn style. No, I, thanks. I don't care for that either. I'm, I'm going to pass on that one. But I, I like corn mazes until I'm in them. And then I'm like, yeah, I don't like these. I forgot. I really don't like these. I'm I'm indifferent. We used to play hide and seek. This uh, I don't recommend this because this could have just gone so bad. We used to play hide and seek in actual cornfields. And like they bunch those suckers up mm-hmm. so like you th- you would think someone standing five feet from you you could see right but if you just stand the right way because of how tightly tightly planted those things are it's real easy to disappear in a hurry it's also real easy to run over corn stalks and ruin a corn stalk it really is <laughs> i i went this weekend to uh corn maze and as we were there, I, I it didn't take us very long to get through, but I also feel like people have used and abused the corn maze because there were so many pathways that were not actually pathways. That's probably why. That's actually probably a contributing factor to the that as well. People just like, oh, so where's the that going? <laughs> that that was only the resort, as McCall said. When you get lost, when you get lost, yeah, do whatever, go. Yeah, yeah. Forehand, try not to knock anything down. Mm-hmm. Right, it's gonna be okay. Mm-hmm. <sighs> We just, I just, we step our corn maze game up. That's that's the conclusion we've come to. The corn maze game needs to get a little bit better. It needs to step up. It needs to be a little bit more challenging, a little bit more scary. And I say that as someone 100% does not do scary. Yeah. Speaking of scary, if you're going to get down on one knee, you don't want your moment taken whatsoever. You don't want any of your thunder stolen. And uh, maybe it's just my friend group. Maybe it's fellas in general. I kind of feel confident thinking it's a little bit the latter, but. You think you got to coordinate if you find out your friend group's all shopping or bought their engagement rings all at the same time? <laughs> so I need to catch McCall up on my life before I ask this next question for the Automation Group Debate today with AJ McCall at VFX. So I found out that a friend of mine bought an engagement ring last week, right? Nice. Because he made the statement like, hey, I'm broke. 
made, bought an engagement ring, broke the bank account. I was like, oh my gosh, congratulations. Kind of a weird way to say it, but cool. Right. And the first realization I talked to Ajay about, because Ajay's married and he was stepping in last week, and I asked him, did you talk to your friends at all that were when you were deciding to buy the ring or whatever? And he said he didn't. And I get it in terms of design purposes, but the thing is, so my friend Zach is the one that bought the ring. And he had his girlfriend design. I'm not, I'm not saying I was anyone he should have consulted whatsoever on what to make it look like. Like, I don't know. Not that. But the thing is, is like none of us, because I was second to look at mine, and then Andrew has already bought his. Our friend, and we all know each other. We're all super tight. And none of us talk to each other. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that was a gross oversight on our part just to pick the brains of we're all tight. We all love each other. Didn't ask anybody a single thing. I think that's super weird. But I don't know. Like, what would they, what would he, what would they ask you? Like what? I don't know. Just to just to pick the brain. What did you do with this? Because so I, I told Ajay one of the best things because he said he didn't have anybody help him, and I said one of the best things that happened to me was Ellie called in when I was talking about this way at the right, beginning of the year, right. and I was like, AJ, you're making a mistake. I know you don't want her to see it. Take her out to design them because one, she'll love it. Mm-hmm. Two, you'll get a really good idea of what she wants, and three, you can still keep it a surprise. And you don't have to buy it then and there. Right. And like that's the thing I'm talking about. Like, I, would we have it? Would we have the answer for each other? Maybe not. Maybe not. But we're all doing it at the norm about the same time. Maybe we should ask me. And the other thing is we have a friend in our group that's also married. None of us ask any questions about. Right. So the, the thought that dawned on me this weekend that I'm terrified about is we have not communicated to this point about this whole process. Should we at some point get together and as private and like I'm number one on I've kept the whole thing secret, what I want to do, all that. Get together and like ballpark for each other. Like, hey, when are you thinking of proposing? Because I don't want to steal your thunder. And this is when I'm thinking of proposing. Like, does that, is this, am I crazy? Does none of this happen in the real world? Am I just being paranoid? I think it happens in the real world, but uh, I don't really think it's anybody else's business, truthfully, because like, oh no, what are you going to do? Oh, you stole my thunder. Whatever's going to happen. It doesn't matter because if you're insecure enough to think that somebody else is stealing your thunder, then you're going to continue to think someone else is stealing your thunder regardless of the situation. So it's like you could get engaged two months later than they get engaged and they could still think, oh, you're stealing my thunder for this. Because there's people who are like that. That's, that's fair. <laughs> I don't know. Like I've been the whole time, everything and want everything is secret. I know what it is. I want it to be private and all that. But now coming around, like these people that I are really tight with, are doing the exact same thing and we're just not conversing about it. And I'm not saying it's wrong. It's just something that has dawned on me recently. I'm like, maybe there's more we could communicate here. And then the proposing thing came up this weekend and you are correct. Would I be upset? Cause we all live in different States, Saxon, Oregon. I'm in Utah. Andrew's in Indiana. So if we happen to magically all pick the same weekend, I think we, I think we would all be maybe a little bit frustrated. Sure. Just because you know, like what are the odds but I, don't, I just feel like is there something we should, I don't know, get past being dudes about and just be like, here's 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 what I'm thinking. What are you thinking? Any advice? Here's what I've come to pay, discover. Here's what I've picked up from other people. I just feel like, it, you know, it's better to have the information and not need it than need it and not have it. Right. I mean, sure, you can communicate it if you want to, but like you guys all still run in different circles. So it's not like anybody's going to be stealing the thunder from anybody else. It's not like, you know, the people in Utah are going to be like, oh, that's crazy. AJ's friend in Indiana got engaged. Huh? Makes mine less important. I know. I know. I know what you're thinking. 
I know what you're thinking. Yeah. I, to be honest, that if there was someone, if there was someone that was going to try and steal thunder, it is that friend that is the one in Indiana. I know. Do it. I know. He would do it. Well, not him, but the the, the situation. The other one. Yeah. It, 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 right. She gets it. Yeah. She gets it. Uh, hmm. It's one of those of you know you know. Yeah. That's just how it goes. Uh, <laughs> I don't know that it's ever possible to steal thunder from Florida. I don't know that you would ever even want to attempt to because no. if you did. Well, it's just dangerous. Lord knows that means they just doubled down and come up with something something else that was crazy. Mm-hmm. Don't pull guns on people. Please. I just feel like we've we've addressed those kinds of stories enough. We don't actually come out and say it. But you know what? Just in case, controversy or not, the A.J. McCall show does not support pulling guns on people for arguing about food in a fast food restaurant. Yeah, that was our story from yesterday. Uh, that being said, let us play Florida, not on VFX to get the three headlines. Well, good news. We don't have any of that today, but we got headline number one that involves a lady who streaked at an eighth grade football practice. Don't do that either. Wow. Okay. One of the most uncomfortable events in my life. Eighth you grade know, football I'll, practice? It was not eighth grade football practice. I'll wait. To, I'll share okay. the story once we get into yeah. it. Yeah. Well, involved a lady not being complacent to what she was doing. All right. Story one. Then we got story number two. Some guy got left alone in the backseat of a patrol car. Surprise, he stole it. How? Well, he, the cops caught up with him, and he said, yeah, I just wanted to go home. Well, I would, too. I mean, how long did he get left in there? That's uh, the question. He was probably there for like 10 minutes. Okay. Come well, on, let's never, be honest. He, he needs to calm down. Well, we'll be reasonable yeah, about it. he needs it. to calm down. It's, it's Florida or not. That's how it goes. Yeah. And then we've got story number three. Couple got arrested for assaulting each other with Sketty. <laughs> what? Okay. Sketty. Spaghetti. Jesus, mm-hmm. Pete is not a painful food to hit someone with. No. Unless you got like a lot, a lot of it and then it's just the weight behind it. But it's noodles. Mm-hmm. It, it. Yep. I had it last night for dinner. It was delicious. Did you feel salted when you were eating it? Like, oh my gosh, no, a little I... bit of force behind this and it could do some damage. Yeah. I guess just heartburn, but you know, yeah, well, whatever. Okay, but the, the internal taxi, if there was that, I would have much, I'd be more and more sensitive to it. With yeah. acid reflux, I hear you. Yeah. I got you. It's rough. Am I wrong to like still want a food fight despite the fact that we get these stories in Florida not all the time where it's like couple threw uh, in powdered sugar at each other and was charged with domestic assault? Yes. <sighs> I want a food fight. No. AJ McCaught, VFX, Florida not. That being said, Brad, the question then, let me ask you this. What would be the most harmless food to get in a food fight with? Whipped cream out of the bottle. Mm. Oh, yeah, that's good. See, because yeah. I was just thinking about the story, like spaghetti. Like, if you get some weight behind it, like you get a like good handful, the weight would do something. But it's noodles; it's just gonna be like and then fall. Yeah. Now, were they wet or were they or were they dry? Oh, that's a good question. No, they were. They were. They were wet. They oh, were spaghetti. Yeah, so they were full blown spaghetti. Yeah. All right. See, yeah, nothing. All right. Where, where Greg Island? Let's get oh, okay. to the full stories here and see where Brad and I can sort out. All right. So we got story number one. A 27-year-old lady uh, was hanging out last Friday. She got paranoid, and then she ran out of her house naked and ended up streaking across the field at an eighth grade football practice. That's that's not okay. Just so we're all clear. She was a scarf. So Oh, thank goodness. Whatever. That solved everything, Brad. It's yep. taken care of. It was a scarf. It's good. <laughs> yep. So it wasn't intended to streak, but she did it nonetheless. Uh, okay. <laughs> There's story one. <laughs> Jeez. I, I don't have more. I don't have more details. No, that's fine. Then we got story number <laughs> story number two. Some guy got left alone in the backseat of a patrol car. Somehow managed to steal the car. Now this was at 4 a.m. Um, I can't see how long he was there for, but 
He was there. Nonetheless, the two officers left the guy in the car with the engine running at a red light, rotating when they just kept traffic moving. So then he got into the driver's seat and drove off. Now, he stopped. <laughs> he stopped not too far away. He got stopped by another police car and nobody was injured. But he quoted he was quoted by saying, I just want to go home, man. I mean, I would, too. But I'm just going to err on the side of what McCall said, that it was. 10, 15, 20 minutes max. Yeah. Not even worth it. Yeah. He's like, you know what? Uh, the only result here, obviously, is uh, to steal the cop car. That's, yep. that's the only choice I've got. <laughs> yep. And then we got story number three. Couple got arrested on Friday after they got drunk and started arguing at dinner, Ugh. as I guess happens. Uh, they both mashed a plate of spaghetti in each other's faces. It was a late dinner, if you'd call it that. It was 1 a.m., so... That, that feels like it contributes to how they got there. Yes. But I got to be honest, when I hear that story out loud, minus the part where they were arguing, it just sounds like, eh, you know, they're a silly couple and maybe things got a little bit nuts. But they, you know, what well, really happened? Well, <laughs> now they're both, they're, both of them are facing charges for domestic battery. Stephanie also got arrested for stabbing this guy in the arm earlier this year that, for a drunken fight. That's uh, See, that's unreasonable. So, that's unreasonable. Uh, yeah. Yeah. There you go. Three crazy stories. Good luck, Brad. Oh, my gosh. I feel like story number two happens all over the U.S. Oh, I was just totally going to say the same thing. Could be literally anywhere. And then, so that leads story number one is story number three. Story number one, I mean, people streak a lot at games. So I'm going to say that was not too uncommon. So by default, I'm going to go with story number three because it's just the most insane. I, I agree with you, and more often than not, it seems like when we have these ridiculous ones, we've had ketchup, we've had a hamburger, I know for sure. They're more <laughs> often than not in Florida, just to further validate the fact that I'm with you on story number three. Process of elimination, McCall. Don't have a food fight at home. It could go very badly. Is it story number three? It is, actually. Congratulations, yes. Brad. We've got you qualified to win the float at Floating Sensations. Hang on the line. We'll grab some info from you, okay? Thanks. <laughs> I want a food fight. No. You have to like, like, could you imagine that? You have to get like some kind of permission form signed ahead of a food fight. Now? That's ridiculous. I'm sure you do. Ridiculous. I'm sure it's supposed to be like a, I vow that I won't sue you or whatever. Look, I watched a video on how clowns get hit in the face with pies the other day, because if they hit you in the face with a pie at a certain angle, it'll break your nose. And I, it's something I'd never thought of before. I was going to ask a question. I don't, I don't know. No, no, I'm fascinated. Yeah. So, so there's like, here's how you do it so that you don't like break your nose and whatever. So, uh, yeah, you'd probably have to sign some kind of a a form to not do that. Congratulations to Brad. He wins Florida, not on VFX. I'm going to share the story. So I'm going to share the story. So as awkward as it would be to be an eighth grader and they win because they're younger and have football practice, all of a sudden a woman decided to go streaking. I had to deal with a streaker story when I was in high school. Now the question is, which would be worse, your practice, in which case maybe you're half paying attention, or a restaurant which you're sitting down with your friends trying to enjoy a late-night meal? AJ and McCall on VFX. Not the Florida story, but there was a streaker story. Mine. I was in marching band in high school. And sometimes that meant we got back late, which usually meant all the kids would get together, a bunch of us would, and go find a burger place to just sit down and get something to eat before we went home and called it a night. Right. Because you're just, you're pumped up, right? You're riding home on the bus, doesn't matter how exhausted you are, you're 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, however many years old, you're ready to go. So we're sitting at this place called Steak and Shake, it's a burger shack back home. In caddy corner to us is this, there's two girls and a dude. 
Okay. And I remember the dude specifically because he had the Nextel phone. Right. And I don't know if anybody remembers that, but it had that you could do the push to talk and it had that very distinct notification sound. Right. And it just kept going off and off. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this dude, like, shut up. And they were trashed. And so they're having their conversation. We're having our conversation. I believe both of us, both groups were muttering about each other. If I really get the feel for it, I don't know what they were saying. I know what we were saying. We're like, oh my gosh, these people are just clearly are just out of it. And also I wish Nextel man would shut up. Right. So they finally got up and left and we're like, thank goodness. We're gonna have some peace and quiet as we wind down our evening before we all have to go our separate ways and go to the weekend and get ready for school again. Only for one of the ladies to decide this is the right time. This is a moment to scar these kids for life. She then decided to press herself against the window. We were all sitting next to and they just stand there for a second mm. before everyone went, ah, left <laughs> remarks on the window. That's bad. Everyone was like, did that just happen? And we're like, you, you okay, saw it. that happened. No explanation. We didn't exchange pleasantries. They didn't say bye. There was nothing that happened. We never talked about it again until right now. I got nothing. I got nothing. We were all in high school, by the way. It was my, I want to say my senior year. So I would have been 17. Most everybody else was probably in the ballpark of 18. I was definitely 17. Yeah. But yeah. So sometimes you go to steak and shake and that happens. And then you don't talk about it. No. (laughs) Um. Completely, just completely change the subject. So producer Butters and I were talking yesterday because uh, we're talking about vehicles because Ashley, my girlfriend, got a new car. His mm-hmm. dad got a new truck and we're going back and forth talking about driving new vehicles mm-hmm. only to find out something we have in common. Maybe I think definitely a little bit more on my side than his. That seems a little bit more reasonable is uh, parents can get kind of protective of their vehicles. Yeah. Excessively so. Okay. Now, I'm not going to say it's just a parent thing because like... My brother, for instance, got a new car, and he was like, absolutely no one's driving this. <clears throat> AJ McCall at VFX. But Producer Brothers and I got in a conversation yesterday. His dad bought a new truck. My girlfriend just bought a new SUV. And when he was asking me how I like driving, I was like, oh, I really like driving a lot. It's really it's, – it's newer. Like, it's way newer than my car, and my car's a piece. So, mm-hmm. like, almost anything would be an improvement at this point. Right. But him – he was telling – we were telling stories back and forth because, I guess, his dad's old truck, he'd only driven – or. I think driven one, once or twice. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh. So I was like, your dad's super protective. And this is the part where I mentioned producer Butter said, no, he just likes riding in the passenger seat. His dad doesn't tell him he can't drive. And I've, we've met his dad. His dad's a lovely individual. Yeah, yeah. But I was curious because it's not the case with my dad. Right. My dad 100% will hold firm. I am 32. Mm-hmm. My brother turned 20. What's the year? 2021. 20, 28. He turned 28 this year. And my my brother's moved across the country now like five times. I've moved across it twice. Doesn't, will not, will hold firm, can't let you borrow the car. Okay. Has been forever. I'll tell you this story. So my dad for a long time was a district manager at the newspaper, which basically means he's in charge of a, a section of the town, right? Right. And he's got newspaper people that work under him. Yeah. So he buys, he likes to buy a spare car to, to drive around. So you don't do put all the stop and start miles on your main car, which I kind of get. All right, that's fair. So that means that there's this car sitting at home 
that's, you know, there, but not being used. But nobody can have it. Right. Like, for instance, my brother's car broke down. Dad, positive. Nope. Can't have it. My car, like, no, nah, not this one. This is the nice one. You can't have this one. Uh-huh. So, I, I'm not, again, I give my dad crap, but my brother's the same way. When he moved out to Vegas, he bought himself a new Toyota Corolla. My dad went out to visit him, and my, my and this might have been a little bit of revenge. I can't put it past my brother, but my dad goes, hey, uh, you going to let me drive that? And my brother goes, absolutely not. <laughs> That's funny. Just my wife. Maybe AJ in case of emergency because I have driven it a couple times. That's it. That's that's it. That's all that can be there. The question is, say you just whatever. You come into your money, things go big, your stonks, social media blow up, whatever your choice of preference is that you come into some cash, you get a new vehicle. Are you going to be that guarded with it in terms of who gets to drive it? I mean, I already am. So, yeah. Boom. See, it's an adult thing. For so long, I thought my parents were being unreasonable. So I guess really this is me coming full circle and saying. It's an insurance thing is what it is. Kind of get it. Yeah. Kind of get it. It's like if I got a new vehicle like Ashley, I'd be like, "Eh, no, no, I'm good. I'm good. I'll drive. It's fine. Or you drive. You don't drive mine. We're not going to swap. You got yours. I got mine. We stay in that. Yeah. Can you imagine telling a 95-year-old. Hey, you, you got to cut that out. Even if it's for health reasons, like they're, they're 95, like right. they, let them enjoy their thing. Imagine now that that's the queen and doctors like, Hey, by the way, one of the few vices you really love, you got to stop. It's a bold <laughs> choice, luck. Cotton. Good luck, buddy. Can you imagine Queen of England? She's 95 years old. She has seen a lot of stuff. Correct. And I'm all... I'm all for prolonging life and enjoying it and all that. But I think Gabriel Iglesias, the comedian, said it best. AJ McCall at VFX. Don't measure life in a longevity. Measure it in, uh, I believe, the, what did he say? Measure it in the enjoyment you get from the years that you have. And she's 95. Right. And apparently one of her very few things she likes to indulge in is she likes a martini before the night is over. But recently doctors told her she got to cut that out. I hope she said no. I mean, for more more reasons than one. One, she's 95, so she's like, look, no, no, leave me a second. She's the queen, but like, pass. I tell you what to do, not vice versa. And really, I think that's the astonishing thing here. Again, if she wanted the tip and she follows it, great. If it was uh, just, hey, heads up, you should do this, otherwise it could potentially affect you, be like, I'm 95, I'm good. But the thing I think you should be the bigger part of this conversation is asking her, what are the things she wants to do? Because I can tell you, you and I, McCall, have had this conversation, and I can't picture what it would be like to be 95, but if I make it that long, it's not going to be about prolonging it further. Right. It's going to be about indulging. maximizing. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm 95. I want to I do some indulging. 100%. That is the exact right word. And so, not only that, I mean, maybe ask her, like, what are some of your tips what maybe the martini is a thing because we talk about this all the time. Whenever there's someone who's 105, I swear it's always Dr Pepper or whiskey. Yeah, it usually is. It's some kind of soda. I feel like more often than not, occasionally there's the whiskey cigar combo. Correct. But it's never like I ate carrots every day. It's never <laughs> I, that. I ran seven miles. It's not that either. Have not heard that one come up. Nope. But I have heard the Dr Pepper one more than once. McCall's not wrong that that has I, come up at least consistently enough that you should maybe consider having one a day. Bring it into your daily regimen, maybe even just weekly. Just weekly, just try it out. Start. You know, unfold from there. Yeah, but like that's it, it's a it's a more complicated subject. I feel like to pull out of a simple little story, but it's just astonishing because like, or indulge is the exact right word. Leave her alone. Like just. 
she waved off at like 85. I was like, whatever happens, happens. I'm just going to enjoy the how, whatever I got left. Don't tell me. Here I go. Martini down. You know what? Maybe I'll have a second one. You can't stop me. I'm the Queen of England after all. Yeah. <laughs> that actually leads us to something really interesting. So there is a new term out for the way that uh, people had choosing to live their lives. It's called slow living. And initially I was like, so like nothing. Now, the way they explain it makes sense, but I'm kind of interested how you balance it because that's always the question. Yes, mental health is important, but also being productive is important. Work-life balance, finding such, is a never-ending struggle. AJ McCall on VFX because obviously you want to strive, you want to be productive, you want to get to the th- you want to achieve the things you want to achieve because they probably set you up for better long-term success. But at what sacrifice? Right. So apparently there's a new trending that has caught on, and, and it's not necessarily because of the pandemic, I think, but I think you can attribute it at least into reevaluating post-pandemic, and it's called slow living. Okay. And the whole concept is more self-care, less overfilling your calendar, and uh, just avoiding doing as much as possible just to stay busy. Okay. It says, although being busy, uh, it's, it's, it's though being busy automatically means you're successful, popular, productive, and driven, but perhaps some of those people are actually tired and on the brink of burning out. Correct. So the question is, how do you juggle, which I completely agree, got to take care of yourself. I think that if anything's what the pandemic showed. So how do you juggle that and being productive? I think you just got to look at it in the aspect of the fact that you are potentially going to live to be 100 years old. Nobody looks at it in that in that aspect. It's always everything needs to be done right now. And I'm not saying to look at it in the aspect of, oh, I'm going to be 100 years old so I can hold off and do this. No, that would be bad. Right. Because, you know, it'll never get done because that's how I, you know, do things. But I look at it in the aspect of I'm going to be 100 years old. I'm currently 27 years old. I got plenty of life to continue to live. So if, for example, tomorrow is going to be the day that I hunker down and I send out 15,000 emails and I, you know, take care of this aspect of something, it will be okay. The world will revolve and everything will be fine. I also think that with the pandemic, everything kind of, uh, came into the forefront and the realization for a lot of employees realizing how disposable they are, how they're just thrown away sometimes by the employer. And I think that that was kind of a, maybe an awakening more so than anything for people to actually realize like, Oh, Hey, I can actually do the things that I want to be doing. Yeah, no, I, I think that's right. I think you're right. I think it, that part was definitely a realization of self-value, yeah. at least in the workplace. Uh, in terms of what McCall said, I completely agree with the, the juggling of time because, like, one of the things that I tell people all the time is there was a year, uh, my last year in college, I told myself, like, I'm going to get everything done. I'm going to go to school full-time. I'm going to work full-time. I'm going to get all of this done. And then I can go back to, you know, catching back up. And I missed my own birthday party. I didn't see my friends a ton that year because I was working 60 hours a week. And taking five classes spring and fall, four classes in the summer. And you know what I realized? Life still happened. It doesn't matter what you're trying to check off the list. There's going to be something after that. Correct. Every, it's, it's still going to be there. Yeah, it's this constant chase of this constant, like, constant, oh, well, after next week, things will get better. Or, oh, well, after this happens. There's always something. And if you don't take the time to actually put yourself as a priority, nobody else is going to. Nobody else is. Nobody else cares. 
I mean, they do care, but they don't care to put you as a priority. They care to put themselves as a priority. Yeah, the one, the the one of the biggest things. There's probably about three of them, but one of the biggest things I took away from my time in therapy was if you can't provide peace for others, if you can't provide peace for yourself, Mm -hmm. gotta focus on you first and provide stability. Otherwise, nothing else can latch onto you to build off of. Yep. Uh, Speaking of indulging yourself, maybe just maybe you're waiting for a few of those Black Friday deals to come along. And then, you know, I've been good this year. I deserve it. You know, who's the judge? We're all there. We all treat ourselves. My question is, has Black Friday now become like every other holiday? And it starts way sooner. Yes. AJ McCall on VFX. You know, I guess we're just destined to have this be the case with every holiday. Because, you know, Christmas is the biggest offender. But since Black Friday basically is associated with it, it makes sense that it would also get a nudge as well. Yeah. Because, call confirmed, I feel like Black Friday, just in general, like the it's a it's a buzz phrase, and right. it definitely has moved past the Friday post Thanksgiving. I've agreed with that, but like, it's it's October, right? And, October nineteenth, and there's stuff out about it. Oh, and it, not only is there stuff out about it, there's stuff that's starting with it. Best Buy released theirs, Amazon released theirs, Walmart released theirs. Best Buy, the notification that I just got from Best Buy on it is like. Oh yeah, our stuff, uh, stuff starts today. I'm pretty sure. I just closed out of it because it was lagging my computer. Thanks, USA Today. Look and look, I'm not. Again, I, I want to save money. It's actually For why sure. I wanted to get in this and ask a question because, like, the recent uh, survey said, only two percent of people have completed their Christmas shopping already because they're sociopaths. Because mm-hmm. everybody waits for Black Friday. I guess it's a pre. Sorry, I guess it's a pre Black Friday sale that Best Buy rolled out. But that's come my, on, that's my question. It's, so do you shop now or do you wait and assume the deals are going to get better closer to Thanksgiving? I don't know. I mean, there's so here's the thing. Best Buy, this we're not being paid by this. I feel like this as far is very now. It'd be news to me. I feel like this is very important to say before we get like fired or whatever. So they have this like Black Friday price guarantee. So if you, you're basically, they say that they're covering anything you buy during the early sale. So it's guaranteed uh, that you get, I don't know, a refund or whatever if the prices go lower. So if you wanted to get stuff now, cool. The thing I really want to get for Black Friday, I have one item that I have been like wanting and I've been kind of hoping for, but I, I want to wait to see if it gets deeper discounted. I really want like an espresso machine. But I want like an espresso machine with like a uh, like foamer thing, whatever. I don't know what it's called. Arashino. I don't know. Whatever. Something. An aeration machine. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Aeration. Bubble yeah. blower. I got you. So a bubble blower. That's what I want. A mechanical bubble blower. Yes. That's what I want. But I don't want to buy it until I know if it's going to go on sale for like Black that's, Friday. That's what I'm saying. Because like, because it's not on sale right now. I want to save money, so I'm not opposed to these deals starting sooner. But the the paranoia Dude. of being cheap is also like, well, if I buy it now, a month earlier, is it going to be cheaper November 19th? So get this: the second sales event, because they've got one going on right now. <laughs> the first sales event. So Walmart has a first sales event that's going on. I guess. Yeah. Guys, this is ridiculous. It's pre-Black okay? Friday, Black Friday, then double this, Black Friday, then platinum Black Friday. This reminds Friday. me very much of Macy's. It's like it Macy's so and they're like, lowest prices of the season sale that happens every Friday and Saturday, I swear. Uh. So anyway, they, they are, they're having this event going on for the entire month of November, but they have a first sales event that's going on the 3rd, the, the 5th, and then there's one that's like the 10th and the 12th, and then there's another one that's coming up for, you know, Black Friday. 
So to answer my original question, no idea. Uh, nobody knows. No idea when to purchase. We're just like, stuff, you guess. know what? What if we just do pop-up sale days? Like everybody's succeeding with pop-up stores. So Let's of course, just do it. Of course, Black Friday's bled in October, but Octoberthon wasn't showing up in September. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Okay, you have to make a decision. Look, I don't do scary movies. McCall doesn't do scary movies, but that didn't stop us yesterday from getting in quite the conversation with producer Butters on the after show about gun to your head, make the choice. What does the uh, VFX staff have in common? We hate scary movies. Yep. AJ McCall, VFX for the Automatrix Group, debated eight, yet somehow we got in the conversation, I think spurned on a little bit by our discussion of corn mazes yesterday, but during the after show for quite some time, we talked about Scary movies. And so very simply to start with the Thermo Fisher poll of the day is if you had your choice for scary movie, do you want gore or do you want suspense? Thus, of course, completely ignoring the third category of dumb, which McCall and I can get to in a second. But to me, the choice is obvious in this. Do you want just splatter effects or would you like a good story that actually might shock you to the point that you can't sleep at night? I like the suspenseful shows. What she said. One of my favorite movies, we talked about this in the after show. You can check it out on Twitch if you just search AJ and McCall. We're there. But I, we talked about this a little bit more in depth yesterday, but there's a show called uh, Wait Until Dark that was one of my first ever, it's a quote unquote psychological thriller. It came out in 1967, so it's very mild, okay? It's not scary i mean it's it's good it's very intriguing incredible yeah the wow the graphics are so good so anyway uh, audrey hepburn is the star of the show it's very very good but it's a like a psychological thriller quote unquote as they called it and i like that style way better i'm with you like for me so the saw franchise is a prime example i think the first one is great it, uh, I saw it in theaters. I think it's a great movie. I own the first five on DVD. I think the first one with the twists and everything is awesome. And then it progressed. So it's like, so what if instead of telling a good story or suspense or whatever, we just show more and more people exploding? Like, I don't like that. Pass. I don't want to see that. Hard pass. No, thank you. So the choice to pick for uh, going up on our, our uh, social media, Utah's VFX is gore suspense. Of course, there's a third category, McCall, which is dumb, like Zombievers, Birdemic. Yes. Land sharks. Uh, this all came up because uh, Ajay and I were talking about shark attacks, right, uh, last week. And apparently, I think it's Missouri, Kentucky, and I want to say Illinois, all have at least one shark attack a year, or at least have recently. And the question was how? And I, and I think that it would lead to a very terrible horror movie that would be so hilarious and I would 100% watch of the villain who just puts sharks in people's bathtubs. Like, that was his calling card. Yeah. But I think it would be great. Pools, bathtubs, kiddie pools, whatever it is, I think it would be hilarious. I don't. The graphics would be terrible, but that's the other category of horror movies that, of course, none of us are going to pick because you're so busy laughing at them. Mm-hmm. They're not terrible. Or they're not, excuse me, they they're are terrible. Good. They're not good. Correct. Sorry. I just, I thought they're not fondly. terrible. Birdemic, yep. I think fondly of because it's so atrocious and me and my friends watch it, but it's 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 an awful movie. It's so bad. If you can't, if you can't laugh, just don't watch it. Yeah. But, like, producer Butters is talking about how he, he would pick the same thing. For him, it would be suspense. He's looking forward to that, uh, was it Don't Breathe? Was that the one with the, the blind guy in the house? Yeah, I think so. And there's a sequel coming out to that. He picks suspense. Mm-hmm. The choice is suspense over gore. In my household, the issue is it's gore over suspense because Ashley likes seeing sports injuries. She wants to see gore. And I'm like, what? Pass. Nobody I don't wants like to it. Mm. I don't like that. Mm. Uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Now, that being said, 
Speaking of scary, I decided now's the time to clarify whether I was told a ghost story or a legitimate, legitimate thing, in which case I will be terrified when I was a kid. It had to do with funeral homes. Oh. Now's the time to find out if I'm an idiot for believing it for all these years. AJ McCall on VFX. Look, we've decided that all of us are equipped at some point with information our parents instilled in us, maybe for convenience, maybe to be cruel. And then they maybe forgot to hit the factory reset on the way out in the real world. And then you have to crash and burn to reboot the system when you say something stupid like corn and potatoes aren't vegetables. Right. Guilty. Yes. When I was a kid, I used to go to this after school program. It's called the Hannah Center. And it was just this place where you could have a snack, do your homework, and kids would hang out just to give parents a couple extra hours, right, to get off the work day. Yeah. And had to have been Halloween, I would guess. But once upon a time, there was a guy that worked there who told the story. And he said, uh, do you guys know what actually happens at funeral homes before funerals? Of course, we said no. We're like 10, if that. And he said, well, uh, his uncle, I believe, used to work at one. And one, one day took him in the back and apparently showed him that there's still, no matter what, 10 seconds left. He said, you can pull away and there's 10 seconds where someone will sit up, something will happen. And then lay back down. There's just 10 seconds of life that's in there somewhere. That's crazy. That comes out at some point before it's finally gone forever. Crazy. Terrified. Like funeral homes, not fun to be at to no. begin with, right? Forever. I was like, okay, say less. That's it. Gotcha. Totally know it. Because how would I know? I was ne- never a profession. It was never once like it was like work in a funeral home and just watched it go by and never return. It was never going to be something I wanted to do. Didn't interest me. Wasn't going to ask a question, mortician, none of that. Right. Now- as a 32-year-old adult and not a probably 8-year-old kid, I feel like that's ridiculous. But I've never said this out loud before because I never used to believe in ghosts or aliens or any of that, too. And i am we've been in an argument like the last two weeks because AJ doesn't believe in them. He doesn't believe there's one in the studio. That's insane. Yeah, that's crazy. He is. So, getting the obvious out of the way first because someone sent us a message was nice enough to share their funeral home story since we're on the subject. That's, that's wrong, right? There's no way that's true. I have no idea. Uh, that's just gonna float in my head. That it's true. That it just there's ten seconds of people just sitting up and then being. Uh, I don't care for it. Six eight two five five. The number to text. Start your text with VFX. Any insight would be greatly appreciated. Yeah. The message we got. Uh, growing up, my grandpa ran a funeral home. Oh boy, I don't know where okay. this is going already. Perfect. Uh, they lived in an apartment above it. Yeah, people do that. My brother and I would play hide and seek on the casket display floor. In fact, my brother would always hide in the casket. He'd close it. I'd open it and find him laying there completely still trying to suppress laughter. We'd even get up in the middle of the night to go down to the parlor floor and see if dead people were really dead. I'd convince my brother that they were breathing. This is this was totally normal to me. What? Hard. At, I cannot emphasize diamond level hard pass. Yeah. Mm. Scary. <laughs> I don't like any of that. I don't. I don't like that. I think I've just somehow re-solidified my fear of funeral homes. Where's the scariest place you play hide and seek? Uh, probably there. Funeral home? Yeah, or like doctor's yeah. office. Care for this. We played a graveyard once. I don't. I didn't care yeah. for that. We did it I, one time. Mm-mm. Yeah, I used to live next to a graveyard, so I wasn't really like too scared of that. But mm. Mm. I don't like this. All right, funeral homes terrifying. Just so we're clear, kids don't go near them. No. If we uh, talk about uh, blood, will it lighten the tension a little bit? Uh, yeah. That's, yep, that's does, often known, too. Does it help if it's fake blood? Yes. Okay, great.
Thanks. Um, any chance we can to get a shot in at Heinz, I'm happy to do. And here we get to again. Ah, perfect. Till the end of time, Heinz products, Heinz the company, and the AJ McCall show of Mortal Enemies. We're beefing. You take credit for um, fry, fry sauce. sauce, and then you start abominations by just deciding, yeah, if we just mix two of every condiment, eventually we'll cover everything and we're not monsters. Right. AJ McCall on VFX now, less monsterish. In creation, not ex- exactly execution, because Heinz is releasing what they call a fake blood kit, this uh, costume kit coming up for Halloween. Okay. Each kit comes with a 20-ounce bottle of ketchup uh, labeled tomato blood, and you get a makeup palette, brushes, makeup sponge, eyedropper, fake tattoos, rhinestones, vampire teeth, and false eyelashes. Oh, okay. 20 we're gonna, bucks. We're going to speak about this, because if you have an eyedropper, please, for the love. Do not put that eyedropper with ketchup anywhere near your, you guessed it, eye, please. But it's good if I use my brushes or makeup sponge. I'm to sure that the brushes it. and the makeup sponges are hot trash. So know what you're getting into. There are better palettes bucks. that you can bucks. probably pick up for $20. So I can guarantee that, and I would be happy to recommend. <laughs> uh, first of all, all that. Second of all, so ketchup, cheap substitution for ba- fake blood. Now, I'm not a big horror guy, so th- I don't know this for sure. But I always thought, and conveniently enough, was reading a story that had this exact conversation in it. Ketchup doesn't look like blood, though, no. in terms of the way it moves. Correct. It's too sticky. I believe the, I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, corn syrup is the way you're supposed to go? Yes. With a little bit of food coloring. Uh, yes, but you need to be very careful with it because of the way that food coloring can affect like your skin. And there's lots of, there's lots of things that you can do when it comes to FX side of things. But not ketchup. No. What kinds were beefing? We're not going to recommend you. Pass. I wouldn't. Clearly, Kynes isn't very confident in this either. That's why it's just like a, a combination of, of everything. Just like, well, this is what we got, so Makeup good luck. Makeup stuff, Post Malone, rhinestones, vampire teeth, false, false eyelashes. I mean, to be honest, it wouldn't surprise me if Post Malone actually was a vampire now that I've said this all out loud. I know. Like, you'd be like, he's I'm like, yeah, all right. Yeah, yeah, that's about, that tracks. Yeah. <laughs> but no, we're not going to use you for fake blood ketchup. No, thank also, you. It's, it's you said it's sticky. It's like really the sugar. Yeah, the sugar from it would be really gross. Sticky. There's lots of other options when it comes to Mm-mm. FX things. Sweet. Latex, like you can use liquid latex to be able to create different things on your. Yeah. 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 Exactly. You can YouTube it all. Yes. None of them are going to use ketchup. Pass. Yes. Uh, speaking of sticky, I wish that uh, terrible parking in the valley wasn't sticky, like it didn't just continually catch on. Mm-hmm. But alas, I mean, I guess if that's the case, our mission would never be done. Have you voted for Park Narcs? It's pinned to the top of our Facebook page, Utah's VFX. Vote for Park Narcs because we've got to clean up this parking in the valley. It's getting bad in yeah. the valley, on the valley, on the internet. It's all of the parking everywhere. Awful. The worst. AJ McCall on VFX, and you can see it's pinned at the top of our Facebook page, Utah's VFX. Nominee number one, red matches red. I win. This red little Nissan found a red little curb and said red on red. Got it. Done. Got it. Guys. Not only that, it is, I didn't think about this yesterday, but it is not like way out there, but clear. So this curb Obviously, is an area people drive through, and it's in the way. Mm-hmm. It is 
It is limiting the amount of maneuverability that someone would have. Mm-hmm. Stupid Nissan. It's bad. Nominee number two, we park in the parkway, a drive in the driveway, everyone's favorite parking lot in the south end of the valley. Awful. Where, where rules don't exist. Yep. It is legitimately the wild west of parking, and I, 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 I wonder... What business has been there the longest? Do you think we could ask him, be like, look, was, was it always this way? Or did like someday somebody did it and you were like, hey, don't do that. And then like it just kept going and then you're just like, I can't stop it. Was it always this bad? I Yeah, I have no idea. If you're unfamiliar, it's over by a sandwich place and there's a gym over there. South end of the valley. There's a frozen Planet place. Fitness may or may not rhyme with go something along the lines of that. <laughs> That was really difficult for me to say. I'd like it to be known. Uh, for those who, I maybe didn't, whatever, doesn't matter. i just curious, was it always this bad? Did they just build up this lot and everybody's like, whatever, lols. <laughs> Get out of my way. Get out. I parked here, therefore parking spot. My logic is undeniable. It's atrocious. Look at both of them. They're pinned to the top of our Facebook page, Utah's VFX, and vote for the one that annoys you the most because it will be then qualified for the end of the year tournament and deemed the worst parker in Cache Valley this week. Yep. Of course, you can submit the terrible parking you see, safely take a picture, send it to Facebook, to Twitter, to Instagram, Utah's VFX. Stay inside. Look at dank memes. Don't go out in the weather. It's lousy. Yeah, it's terrible. <laughs> AJ Knight, McCall Taylor, finding at us across Facebook because if you're a our friend, then uh, whatever post you share could be the one where, like, that's the best one. It needs to go on the VFX Facebook page. Yeah. We got McCall. Well, I landed on my friend Jay's post, and it's a picture of a husky, and his ears are back, and he looks very annoyed. And the caption says, when someone replies to the email asking for information that was in the original email, <sighs> it's the worst. It really is. Did you ever have anybody you texted that like pretended like their screen got like cleaned, the like thread got cleaned at the end of the night? No. So like the conversation stopped in the middle and you text them the next day, be like, hey, what did you think of that? And they're like, what about what? Scroll up. It's right there. Nope. Ugh. I never had that. Obnoxious. <laughs> I landed on I Love Halloween. I don't think these are the queer guys, but if they are, my bad. That's who they're supposed to be. But it's a picture of them. It says, okay, we're on our way to Camp Crystal Lake to meet Jason. Apparently, he's been wearing the same worn jacket and pants for years, sits in stagnant water instead of showering, and get this, wears a mask so he doesn't have to do any facial care. I like that. I like it. Put it in that caption. There it is. You can win. Yay! Let's not forget on the subject of Jason, it is in Arizona mm-hmm. that they do that survival game with him. Mm-hmm. Pre-COVID, I'm assuming it would come back because it looked like a ton of fun. Yeah. Um, Just thought. The Agent I, the McCall Taylor, finding at us across all social media. Same with Utah's VFX. Go vote for Park Narks. Uh, tons of you found our podcast recently. If you don't know where it is, if you search for AJ McCall anywhere podcasts are, Google Play, iTunes, Spotify, it's there. Everything we've ever done is there. And, of course, the after show we talked about a bunch today. We do Mondays and Fridays on Twitch. Yep. Same thing, AJ McCall. Yep. Be careful out in the weather. Kind of lousy. A lot of clouds. Uh, rain, though, supposed to clear up a little bit later this afternoon. But please be careful. And until tomorrow for the AJ McCall Show. Don't do anything we wouldn't do. And thanks for listening to VFX.